Will you pray with me? Oh God, in the stillness, come meet us. Amen. So when I was a kid, my grandma had a really laid-back dog. And we didn't have a dog at my house. So when we went to visit my grandparents, one of our favorite activities was sitting outside on the back porch where it seemed like the dog slept in that spot in the sun all day long. We'd pet the dog. We'd make up pretend games to play with it. And it was such a low-key job. It would just lay there the whole day. Now, one of our favorite things to do with the dog was actually to give it a manicure and pedicure. It was so... uh, laid back, it would just sit still, and whenever we were there, Grandma's dog looked so fancy with sparkling red fingernails and toenails. But just as mesmerizing, I remember sitting in the grass in my backyard as a kid, catching grasshoppers so we could look at them closely, and I remember being so amazed by the ways that their legs created these triangle springs that allowed them to jump up so high. But I also remember once being on a Florida vacation with my family. We were camping by the beach, and we had been told that this was a season for sea turtles to come lay eggs on the beach at night. And so we were in the bathhouse one night getting ready for bed, and pretty soon someone came in and told everybody, come now, you got to clear out the bathhouse, come look, the sea turtle's coming. And we all ran to this lookout spot, and I can still see it, right, the, the awe of being under the canopy of that moonlit night and seeing the sea turtle come out from the water, dig that hole, lay her eggs, cover them up, and go back into the water. If we had gotten there 15 minutes later, it would have looked like nothing had happened, right? And yet we, we, mit- we witnessed this miracle. There's a 13th century Christian mystic, Meister Eckhart, who is quoted as saying, Apprehend God in all things, for God is in all things. Every single creature is full of God and is a book about God. Every creature is a word of God. If I spent enough time with the tiniest creature, even a caterpillar, I would never have to prepare a sermon so full of God is every creature. I can imagine that all of us can identify a time or an experience when a creature captivated us, whether it is a beloved pet or just the awe of being out in the wildness of creation. There is something about the created world that reveals God's presence to us. Meister Eckhart says that this is because God is in all things, and therefore every creature is a book about God. Job says something similar. Job's life was not full of bubbly happiness. He was a faithful man of God, and yet he had had more than his fair share of tragedy in life. He lost his property. He lost his children. He lost his health. He got to the point where he wanted to give up on everything. Friends came to comfort him. And yet, they said all the wrong things. They were trying to pin the blame of Job's misfortune on Job himself. And Job argued with them, correcting their bad theology. And in the middle of one of Job's 
rebuttals of his friend's so-called words of comfort, he speaks the word that we read from the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, this morning. Ask the animals and they will teach you, the birds of the air and they will tell you, the plants of the earth, they will teach you, the fish of the sea will declare to you. In God's hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of every human being. On this particular day when we're observing the the feast day of St. Francis, so to speak, and blessing animals, we could ask ourselves the same question. What What is it that animals and our pets can teach us about life and about God? What was the wisdom of the 13th century mystic Meister Eckhart and the Old Testament sufferer Job? One of the things that animals teach us is mindfulness, how to live in the present moment and to be fully present in each moment. You know, animals don't carry around their worries the way people do. Our minds tend to love problems. We chew on them over and over and over. And animals can show us how to fully appreciate the now, which is truly the moment that any of us, it's truly the only moment that any of us ever have right now, this present moment. And so I want to invite you right now to bring your full awareness to this present moment that you are living. Many of us have a beloved pet companion with us today. Some of us may have brought a photo of a a pet companion. You may have also brought a photo of a pet that has passed away recently. You might be sitting near friends or family or strangers this morning. You might feel carefree or your mind might be chewing on a problem. But no matter what, you are here. You are alive. Be present in this moment, in this place. And know that God is with you. Second, pets, maybe especially dogs, show us a glimpse of unconditional love. They don't care what political party we affiliate with. They don't care what we eat for dinner. They don't care what our favorite color is. They don't care any of that. They love us. Dogs even love us when we take away their favorite toy, when we tell them to be quiet. When we tell them to get off the couch, pretty soon they're back with some love. They're always on our side when we've had a bad day, and they provide that gift of constant companionship. We talk to pets and animals with full honesty, and they love us back. In the children's story time in the first service, we talked about how St. Francis preached the word of God to the birds, and they responded with praise. And so I wonder how many of us have poured out our hearts to our pets, or spoken words of defeat, or confession, or hope to fireflies in the black of the night. There's something powerful about speaking with creatures and the created world. And so this week, I invite you to take a moment to connect with the unconditional love of animals and to remember that God loves you the same way. 
Third, animals offer us a glimpse of healthy self-care, especially when it comes to grief. This is interesting because elephants in particular, they are known for taking time to grieve when they lose a member of their herd. When a herd comes upon a dead elephant's remains, they react. Joyce Poole, who researches elephants, writes, It is their silence that is most unsettling. The only sound is the slow blowing of air out of their trunks as they investigate their dead companion. It's as if even the birds have stopped singing. So elephants get close to the remains of other elephants, and they use their trunks to touch the body, to run their trunk tips along the lower jaw and over the tusks and teeth. These are the parts of the body that that elephants touch when they greet one another. So this is how they recognize one another. There's also been studies that have shown that when elephant remains are moved from the place of their death, if their herd finds them, they will drag bones back to the location where that elephant died. Animals can remind us that grief and mourning and ritual are an important practice when we have lost a loved one. And some of us who are here today have lost pets in the past year. And so we want to acknowledge that loss, to acknowledge your pain, and pray that what all of us are learning from animals can give you permission to grieve, to be silent, to stop singing, so to speak, in order to heal. All of life is sacred, and it is gifted to us from the Creator. We are not meant to rush past the pain of loss without marking the sacredness of each life. Fourth, animals teach us to rest. They know when to rest, right? Maybe cats teach us this lesson the best. You won't catch a cat going from dusk to dawn or from dawn to dusk without any sleep. They're known for cat naps, right? They're estimated to sleep 12 to 16 hours a day. How many of us could claim that? (laughs) Randy. (laughs) So when your life is pushing you to go that 120 mile an hour pace, remember to take a cat nap. Remember that the gift of rest is built into creation by a God who rested on the seventh day rather than taking advantage of the opportunity to create more stuff. The life of every living thing is in the palm of the creator. Just ask the animals and they will teach you. As the birds of the sky speak to the earth, listen to the fish of the sea. The great creator made all of the created world, not just human life. And so we're going to bless animals this morning in just a few moments, but I want to first talk about what it means to bless. In the scriptures, the act of blessing means imparting the power of life. It's as if the person performing the blessing is mediating the power from God or Christ to the person or animal involved. 
And this means that blessing someone is more than just an expression of goodwill or caring. Think about that the next time someone sneezes and you say, bless you, right? When we bless someone, we are imparting God's power in that person. When we bless an animal, we're imparting health and healing and life mediated by God for the benefit of that animal and its relationship with its human partners. And so this morning, some of us brought pets. I don't know, are there stuffed animals in this service? There were stuffed animals in the first service. If you brought a stuffed animal, you can bring that up too. Some of us may have brought photos of a beloved pet who just couldn't handle being here this morning. (laughs) Or of a beloved pet who you have lost. And we would invite you during this space of time, the band is going to play some hopefully quiet, calming music for us. And Pastor Rick is going to come up and help me um, bless your pets and stuffed animals and photos. We also have um, St. Francis medallions here. If you've never received one, we hope that you'll take one this morning. We also have St. Francis cards, and we hope that you'll take one of those as well. The patron saint of animals is St. Francis. So we'll have two stations. You're invited to come up slowly. You do not have to make a line if that is stressful for your pet. Just wait until there's a a space, an opening, and come forward. Um, Do whatever will be most comfortable for you. And don't forget to get that St. Francis medallion if you don't have one yet and your pet doesn't. And so, Pastor Rick, if you'll come up and join me, and whenever you are ready and your pet is ready, you're welcome to come forward for a blessing.